I want to preach to you a little bit uh, tonight out of Hebrews. Now, this is uh, normally when you hear a message like this, you'll hear it out of Hebrews, and I'll read it for you. Hebrews chapter 1, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. I think I'll go ahead and read the rest of the chapter. For unto him, for unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, he saith, and let all the angels of God worship him. And of the angels, he saith, who maketh his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. But unto the Son, he saith, thy throne, O God. See, the Son is God. But unto the Son, he saith, thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. And thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thine hands. They shall perish, but thou remainest, and they all shall wax old as doth a garment. And as a vesture shalt thou fold them up, and they shall be changed, but thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail." But to which of the angels said he at any time, Sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool? Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Now, go back in verse number uh, 4. It said, it's talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. And it said, being made so much better than the angels. So you know Jesus, not just an angel. And he's not being called the little S-O-N like a son of God, like an angel would be or might be in the Old Testament. But it's the son of God. It's God himself. And the chapter doesn't even, you don't even get through this short chapter before he just goes ahead and says, To the son, thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. And so we're talking about the Lord Jesus Christ who is God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That's, first, that's John chapter number 1. And so in verse 4 he says, being made so much better than the angels. And in a message like this, normally you would, you would, uh, a person might stay in the book of Hebrews and show that Christ is better than the angels. He's better than Aaron. He's better than Moses. He's better than Joshua. And the New Testament's better than the Old Testament. It's better than the Old Covenant. And it's better than the Mosaic Covenant. And so the, the, the covenant of Christ is better than the law. Amen. There's no question about that. So I want to preach to you tonight, but I want you to go back to John chapter 14. And I want to preach to you about some better things here. Uh, let me go to the Lord in prayer, and then we'll start reading in John 14. Maybe you've got your place all, uh, there already, but let me pray. Lord, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for a good week of meeting here. And I pray, God, that in some way to turn out to be a revival, that somebody would get revived in their heart, their mind, their soul. And uh, as I was looking over in uh, Philippians just a little bit ago, God, uh, there is... Uh, 
there is some folks that, uh, that were already revived and they were already serving you and they were already on the right track before this meeting started. And I pray you to help them to continue and to stand steadfast and we'll thank you for, what's, uh, for what you do there. And Lord, uh, but I pray God that folks would not just uh, uh, keep going, but I pray that they keep going and get better and get better and better and then get better and better and better. And Lord, we'll thank you for the great improvements that you can make in our lives even after we've been saved a long time. Help us with these things. Forgive me my sins. Help me to preach tonight, God. And I pray, oh God, you'd take the word that's preached and that you would do something with it, that you'd do great things with it. And I thank you and praise you for all that you do. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. I was thinking about the book of Philippians a while ago and what a good book it is. And there's really no rebuke in the book of Philippians. He just tells them basically, you're doing good and I hope you get better. And here's some ways you can uh, serve the Lord. And uh, that's, I, I, I recognize that's a very crude summary of the book of Philippians. But check it out sometime and see. That was a good church. First Thessalonians and Second Thessalonians. The Thessalonian church was a good church. And uh, so... Uh, uh, we could preach hard every service, I suppose, uh, but there are, I suppose there are some folks trying to do right. I hope that you are. I'm, I'm not following you around on a day-by-day basis. Uh, but if you're serving the Lord and serving the Lord with all your heart and with all your mind, keep doing that. Amen? Uh, because uh, not only is this a better life, the saved life is a better life than your lost life was. This is a better life than that. Uh, sometimes I think people begin to look back and say, well, boy, I miss doing that or I miss my friends or whatever the case. Nothing wrong with missing your friends. Get them saved and they can come here with you. Amen. And there's nothing wrong with missing your friends and old acquaintances and stuff like that. Sometimes we can't even get around their family very much because they don't live right. And they, live, they give a bad example and they might be a bad example to our children and because they're not so familiar to our children as as they might be otherwise, our children sometimes see them in a brighter light than they ought to be seen. So sometimes we, uh, sometimes we uh, kind of shy away from letting them have too much influence on our kids. But, well, we sure would like to get them saved, wouldn't we? We sure would like to see them get in church, wouldn't we? Well, go ahead and set that as a goal in your heart and your mind. Try to win them. So I've tried them a million times. Try them two million. Amen. I told them and told them and told them. Well, tell them and tell them and tell them some more. Amen. Don't give up. Uh, you probably remember what a knothead you was and what hardhead you was. You probably remember that, don't you? Well, keep going back to them and keep telling them. Amen. Uh, but I can say this, and you know it as well as I do, uh, for all the problems and troubles and trials that there are to face, and the, we read the other night from the scripture that the Lord told Christians that they was going to have tribulation. In this life, in this world, there's going to be tribulation. But it's also, even though there is tribulation, it's a better life. And that's what I want to preach to you tonight about uh, something about some better things. In chapter number 14, it says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And that starts just about the same way that our sermon started last night. You believe in God. You believe in God. You believe, well, there's consequences for that. Amen. So, oh, we talk about the consequences of sin and the wages of sin is death and, and uh, sin will ruin you and sin will pervert you and sin will do all this bad stuff to you. You heard them sermons before I preached some of them. Brother Nathan preached some of them sermons to you. Uh, but there's also a good side, amen. And there, th- this, this thing, it says uh, you believe in God. He said, let, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. There's a consequence for sin and there's a consequence for believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. 
He says, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And don't let, let, don't let nobody talk you out of that verse either. Uh, the NIV says rooms. And now some of these real smart Bible believers are starting to say that mansion ain't no mansion. That's just your, you know, in the Bible, God does refer to your body as a temple. And it refers to your body as a house, this house. The Bible refers to the body that way. But this reference right here ain't a reference to your body. That's not what he's talking about. That's not what he's saying. He says, in my father's house are many mansions. Now, a mansion just ain't a nice house. A mansion is a house where the servants of the owner of the house live there too. That's what a mansion is. You ever heard the word manse? Well, that's where the word mansion comes from. A mansion is a, is a house that a man owns. He lives there, but his servants also live there under the same roof with him. And God said, in my father's house, there's many mansions. God's servants are all going to be living in mansions. Amen? So that's kind of a special thing to me. Don't talk to me about, you know, it just being my body. What are we going to do, sleep outside in the gutter of the streets of gold? We're not going to be a bunch of hobos up there. Uh, you say, well, we won't be uh, eating or sleeping or doing nothing like that in heaven. Well, what do you think we're going to do, man? Matter of fact, we're going to be living in New Jerusalem, and you know where New Jerusalem's going to be. We ain't going to be out across the universe somewhere. Amen. And I'm not saying heaven up there is on earth. I'm not talking about heaven being on earth. But the Bible says New Jerusalem comes down from God out of heaven, sets itself down here, and it's prepared as a bride. And I believe that means it's for the bride. And we're going to be here. We're going to be here where God, uh, God made this earth for us. He didn't make it for the devil. Yeah. Amen. Amen. He didn't make it for the devil so he could put the devil in charge. Amen. The devil don't want to do nothing but be in charge. God made it for man. God made the earth for a man. And God made the man for God. God wanted to have fellowship with him. And Listen, God can make a clone any old time that he wanted to. And he can make a devil any time he wanted to. And he can make an angel to do his everlasting bidding any time he wanted to. But God wanted to sit down and talk with somebody that had a mind of his own and a thought of his own and an aim of his own and the desire of his own. God put him in the garden and said, let's see what this little feller does with this. And we messed it up back there in the garden. I say we that I don't say Adam. Adam didn't do nothing that you and I wouldn't have done. We made a mess down here and God come by and cleaned it up for us. Amen. He died on the cross for us and washed us of our sins and gave us a, not, just a, not just a new life, but he gave us a new destination. And it's a better destination that you'll ever find on Southeast Airlines, I'll tell you that, amen. People are talking about, well, my next destination, I'm going to go to Hawaii or something. Better not go to Hawaii, it'll burn up, amen. Go to Hawaii. I'm not looking to go to Hawaii or nowhere where they got volcanoes. I'm not looking to fly in any planes. I'm going to stay as close to the ground as I can. If they start volcanoes, start on the East Coast, I'm going to find somewhere else to live. Amen? I don't want no parts of that. I like safety, don't you? And I found in my life there's safety in the Lord. And I found this, that since I've been saved, it's the safest I've ever been. I'm still a sinner. I still come short, but I sure am glad that I got a place to go to, a place of refuge where I can go back and say, Lord, Help me and forgive me now. Now, uh, I know I was young when I got saved, but uh, it still doesn't matter. Before I got saved, there wasn't no safety at all. Some of you fellows might have got saved older in life, and before you got saved, there wasn't no safety at all. You was in peril all the time. 
And if you get a little bit backslid, I'm not saying that's perfect safety, but I can say you got a place of refuge. Amen. In the city, in the Old Testament, they had a city of refuge where a man, if he got in trouble, he could run to that city of refuge. And maybe he was going to get punished anyway, but at least there was a place where hope. Listen, most of the time you could get one witness over here and one witness over here and say, hey, this fella done that. Then they'd stone his brains out. I don't call that too much hope because they can stack the deck against you if they, if they got a mind to. Uh, but if you get to that city of refuge first, they'd have to hear your side of the story. Amen. Amen. That's a good thing. And I, I, I wouldn't call it exactly the same thing, but Christ's been our city of refuge, hasn't he? And the devil said he's worthy of death and he could get some old demons and a couple more Baptists to testify on his side. They would rock their brains out. But no, sir, we can go back to where the Lord is and say, Lord, help me, forgive me. I know I shouldn't have done that. I know I'm dumb as the day is long. I know I shouldn't have done that. But God, help me and God, forgive me. And that's a whole lot better than it ever was before you got saved. Amen. You believe in God. He said, in my father's house, there's many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. I like that kind of thing. I mean, I think, uh, I think uh, living a Christian life is a better place in regards to our knowledge. This ain't one of my uh, points of the message, but since I got all this extra time, I'll just use it. I mean, when it, he said, if it were not so, I would have told you. You know, you can get in the Bible and you can look some things up and you can find out if it's so or not. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And I, I think, I mean, I've been around long enough. I'm not the oldest man. I've not been preaching the longest of anybody or everybody. But I found this every time I heard somebody say something I didn't quite believe. I just got in a book. And if it wasn't so, God tell me. God show me. And there it is on black and white. And I've said this here in this pulpit pit before. It seemed like once I learned something in the Bible. I mean, if I'm not quite sure, then I don't know where to turn to. But once I get the thing in my mind and God teaches it to me, the Bible says it was God's will and it was God's good pleasure. You can find it at the beginning of every one of Paul's epistles. He said, I want you to abound more and more in knowledge and truth and grace. Knowledge is one of those things. And I find that to be true. If I get in there and I study it and I'm not quite sure about it, it leaves nothing but question marks and leaves nothing but questions. But when I finally see it and when God finally shows it to me, the Bible says, seek and you shall find. Yeah. A lot of people just seeking for what they want it to say. Yeah. But if you start seeking for what God's truth really is, he'll show it to you. Yeah. And I find where I used to have questions, now I see it on every page. If I believe something, I see it on every page. Yeah. If it's eternal security, I can find it in the Old Testament yeah. as well as the New. Even though it's a whole different dispensation back there, I can still find it. I see it in the lives of Christians. I see it in the lives of kings. I see it in the life of the nation of Israel. I see it everywhere. It's all over the place. You say, why? Because it's true. Yeah. Amen. I see, I see the second advent all over the place. I know it's true. I know the things are true. I know it's true because I see it everywhere. Amen. The, and listen, I think it's a wonderful thing that I can see it everywhere because the Bible says we see through a glass darkly. And if we can see so clearly through a glass darkly, just, just think what it's going to be like one day when God gives us a glorified body and a glorified mind. I mean, my mind thinks about the Bible a little bit and football a lot or uh, whatever, whatever else in this world, houses, cars, uh, promotion, every other thing. My mind thinks on those things a lot and on the Bible a little bit, but God still shows me a lot. Amen. And he'll show you a lot too. Yeah. Say, well, how's he going to do it? If you look, the Bible says, seek and you shall find. I like the little simple things of the Bible. People trying to make things so difficult, but I like the simple things of the Bible. Amen. You say, why? Because them things the better. Them simple things are the things I can be sure about. 
Amen. I like the little simple songs. Amen. Amen. For the Bible tells me so. Them simple little songs, but it's good. Amen. 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 And so he says here, he says, if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. I'm glad I can know the way. Amen. Uh, If it was dependent on me, I'd never know. If salvation was salvation by works, I'd never know. If I followed the doctrines of Calvinism, I'd never know. And those fellas don't know. Listen, let me tell you something. You might be looking up uh, John MacArthur from time to time and seeing these guys on TV. That guy don't know nothing. I mean, he's real smart, and everybody likes how smart the Reformed theologians are. But I've seen him set up on the platform, them questions and answers. Some 70-year-old lady comes down there and says, Now, preachers, uh, if God saved us before the foundation of the world, why? Does he want us to go witness and tell people the gospel if they can't accept the gospel? And he's, well, it's not up to me to unscrew the unscrutable. No, it is your job, preacher. It is your job, preacher. It is your job to answer that little old lady's question. That little old lady's smarter than you'll ever be because she's been reading the book. And the book said, go and tell him, amen. It didn't say sit around and wonder if he was one of the elect or not. I sure am glad. I sure am glad I got something better than a bunch of reformed theolo- uh, theology, amen. A bunch of philosophy. God didn't sit around and ask you to think about nothing. God told you to get in the book because you got a better book than this world got. You got a better book than the Calvinist got. You got a better book than the Catholics. Man, if I was a Catholic, I wouldn't know which way to turn. If I was a Catholic, I'd just quit. Amen. I mean, listen, listen, if the Old Testament form of, of sacrifices uh, ain't, uh, if the, listen, if you look at a Catholic theology and the Old Testament ain't good enough and the New Testament ain't good enough, they had to come up with something else. They had to design a whole new thing. And I seen a Catholic priest the other day saying, we don't worship the icons and we don't worship the images We worship what the images represent. Well, my Bible, the old Bible that God gave us said not to make no images at all. Listen, God didn't say necessarily. I mean, he put something in there about that. But he didn't just say don't worship the images. He said don't make them before he said don't worship them. Be awful hard. Listen, if you're tempted to sit down and bow down and worship an image, it'd be hard to do that unless you make them. Just listen. You got a temptation to worship an image? Just don't make them. You won't never be guilty of worship. Amen. Amen. That's about what a Christian life is about. Amen. Uh, you got a problem looking at pornography or something? Just don't buy no dirty magazines. You won't have to look at them. Amen. I right, unplug the computer if you can't handle it. Amen. If you ain't got no integrity, unplug it and it won't be there. Amen. God give you better sense. Of course, some of us is dumb as a box of tools, ain't we? <laughs> Amen. But God will give you a better mind. The Bible says we got in the book of Corinthians, he said we have the mind of Christ. If you're saved, you have a better mind. Listen, I'm talking about a better mind than just sitting around worried all the time. Oh, I just don't know what. I just don't know what's going to happen. Read your Bible. It tells you everything that's going to happen. Read it, read it, read it, read it, read it. Amen. Then you walk around. uh, You're not no psychic, but you can tell everybody else what's going to happen too. And that's what they call preachers meddlers. We're not meddlers. What are you telling? You're getting everybody's business. Well, the Bible told me all about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not meddling if God's been gossiping about you. 
Uh, God took God took pen and paper and wrote down everything about you, Brother Mike. Amen. So that's public knowledge. I can talk about it all I want to. Amen. And about everybody else too. Ain't meddling. Amen. Amen. God gave me a book about you. Maybe it ain't none of your business. Amen. Maybe it is my business. Huh? Preacher, you're always minding somebody's business. Who you think you are? Hey, my Bible says you bought with the price. You got a better owner now. Hey, when the pre- if God seeks the preacher only, he's going to jump right in your business. Yeah. And you better pay attention. You have a better life after that. Yeah. You know, straighten up, boy. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you do? You do what I've done. When the preacher snapped him out, straighten up, boy. Well, straightened up. Yeah. I mean, leastways where you can tell. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I'm just like all these other Christians look good on the outside, and I don't even much look good on the outside. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I fail most of them I test too. Amen. But I tell you what, I got a better life than I did before I got saved. Got a pretty good book, don't I? Hey, this is better than the books I was reading when, when my flesh was in charge. Hey, some of you folks that got saved later in life, this is a better book than you was looking at before. Amen. Amen. All this world's books now just raises questions. Was there really a creation? Did Jesus really live? Is alcohol really bad for you? Yeah. Hey, who, who ministers like that? The devil ministers like that. Yeah. Did God really say don't eat off the tree? Yeah. And boy, if God will split hairs with you over eating some fruit off a tree, I'd be paying attention to some things that's in this book. Amen. Yeah. Amen. When you mess up, hey, we got a better. We got a better covenant than the Old Testament. You go right to the throne of grace. Say, God, I messed that up. Yeah. I messed up. He said, I knew you would. I knew you would, boy. That's why I died on the cross for you. That makes you feel better, don't it? Than no hope. I'm not saying it makes you feel better about being a sinner. I'm saying, but you know the potential in your own heart, don't you? Boy, so when you get to walk in your own way, a little bit belligerent, a little bit rebellious, a little bit awkward, maybe a little bit sinful, just get your mind back on the cross and say, Lord, I'm sorry about that. Help me about that. Amen. Go to work the next day and witness. Hey, you told them old boys a joke you ought not have told down at the workplace. Go in there the next day and say, boys, I'm sorry about that. I ain't nothing nothing, uh, but a doggone hypocrite. Forgive me about that. Jesus saved me, and I sure am sorry. I sure do feel bad about myself. It'll be hard for them to jump on you. Listen, they know you as a Christian. They probably laughed after you walked off after saying some crazy stuff like you said or saying a cuss word when you got mad. They, they, that hypocrite. He invited us to church last month. Now he's saying cuss words. Well, just go back in there and humble yourself and say, forgive me, fellas. Forgive me. You say, why? Because that's better. Uh, ain't it funny how people can mess up and then get bitter at the people he messed up in front of? Hey, that's what it is. I mean, this fighting between husbands and wives, that's usually what it is. Just got a little bit of pride. Too proud to say, I'm sorry about that. Sorry about that. I'm sorry about that. So let it fester until it comes out like stupid old woman, stupid old man. No, don't let it come to that. We got a better way now. There's a better way of doing things now that you're saved. Amen. Amen. I go to prepare a place for you. Ain't that a better place? Listen, one of these days we're going to have a better body. Amen. Amen. Boy, I tell you what. Some of you folks still got your youth, and you better preserve it while you got it, because she's running away on a fast train. (laughs) Amen? 
Uh, your mind ain't always going to think, listen, I can memorize a verse of Scripture now and I'll forget about it in just a few minutes. And boy, if you're going to memorize a verse of Scripture, once you get about 50 years old, you're going to have to memorize it every day. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. You're going to have to go over it every day because this mind ain't like it was. Uh, I told somebody was telling me a password to... Uh, uh, What uh, what what they uh, the the Wi-Fi? Somebody told me the password to it today, and I said, "Boy, I tell you." And Nathan was like, "I think it's this." So it ain't just us fellas that's getting older. It's some of these young fellas having problem with it too. I said, "Man, if you ever want to remember a password, tell Maddie. She'll remember till kingdom come. She will too, man. She can remember stuff. Good. I'm amazed. But anyway, I mean, she still knows the she still knows my password. I don't even know what my password is, but. Uh, I got an idea, but an idea is not the same thing as knowing, is it? <laughs> Amen. Amen. But one of these days, hey, we're going to have a better body. The Bible says it's going to change our vile bodies. And boy, isn't that a blessing? I mean, it, the, having a vile body is not the blessing. But, but ain't you glad when Paul was making a description of what we got coming up down the road, he, he didn't say uh, one of these days he's going to change your Christian body. One of these days he's going to change your sanctified body to be like unto his glorious body. He went ahead and said it like Christians really are. One of these days he's going to change your vile body. How somebody's vile body, I mean in the Old Testament without holiness, man, you no sir, you don't get in. Without holiness, you don't come in. If you ain't perfectly clean, you better not come into the holy of holies. But one day God's going to change our vile body. Vile. It's still vile. That's the point I'm trying to get across. Right now it's saved, sanctified. I prayed over it before I came here. I prayed over it after I got here. Now I'm asking God to bless it while I'm trying to preach. But listen, this is a vile body. And one day God's going to change this vile body. So much so that cancer can't get it no more. And uh, dentures won't never have to be implanted in it. And they'll have to never cut no tumors out of it. And they won't never lay it down in the ground. And they, listen, it, listen. Listen, just whatever you can think of about this body that can happen to it right now. It'll never have high blood sugar, and if it does, so what? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Uh, I mean, just about 10 or 12 minutes after the, uh, re- after the resurrection, you can suck down 500,000 Coca-Colas and eat 22,000 Pitsy Sticks and a whole ham. I'm not saying you will do that. I'm just saying you could do it. And you, if your blood sugar spikes to the moon, it ain't going to matter because it ain't going to hurt nothing. Amen. Yeah. Amen. This body going to be perfect one of these days. Well, I can't wait to. Amen. I can't wait. I'm tired of worrying about it. Amen. Listen, I was, I was still young when I started worrying about everything. Got a lump in my side and a, something hurting in my head. And Lord have mercy. I don't like that stuff. I don't like headaches. I don't like when my teeth start getting loose. I don't like this stuff. I don't like my memory going bad. Right. Man, spleen hurts and everything else. Listen, I didn't even know where it was. I had no idea where the spleen was. The doctor said, the doctor said Reese's spleen was just a little bit enlarged. I said, where's that at anyway? He says, right up here under your rib cage. I said, oh, no. Mine been hurting for 15 years. He gave me problems I didn't even know I had. Now I know what to call it. Oh, man, my spleen's going to bust. That ain't no joke. I mean, it's funny, but I ain't joking about it. I'm absolutely serious about it. That thing right there hurts every once in a while. 
And that's, evidently they tell me it's connected to all this other stuff that's supposed to filter out all the bad stuff. So I'd rather just maybe a filter go bad. I don't want the, I don't want the hard drive going bad. Amen. <laughs> uh, but it might go bad, Brother Tommy. But I'll tell you what, one of these days we'll get up. Amen. Uh, my, Ruth sings that song, when, when I wake up. To sleep no more. I like that. I think I don't think that's Ruth. I think that's the inspirations. Amen. Amen. I was listening to them when I was a boy. Listen, one of these days we're gonna get up. We ain't never gonna go back to sleep. I mean, just in case you want to. Amen. And you can fast for three weeks and it won't bother you. Or you can eat for three hours solid. That ain't gonna bother you neither. You say, well, Brother Mike, ain't there something a little bit more spiritual we can talk about along them lines? There probably is, but I ain't interested in it right now. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Ain't, that gonna be, ain't it going to be fun to have fun in this body and not offend your neighbor or God or anybody else and not have to have a doctor's visit and no Alka-Seltzer to follow it down? It's going to be a wonderful thing. It's going to be a glorious thing. Amen. Amen. And I got a, I got a sneaking suspicion that it's going to be a lot better. I mean, I, I'm talking about personal things here, but I think it's going to be a lot better when we can partake in that spiritual body and uh, not have to uh, wonder about what may be going on in our kid's body or in our wife's body or in our husband's body. And boy, I tell you what, I... Uh, uh, I, I really do. I, I really. Uh, I'm not kidding about being a uh, uh, little bit worried from time to time about my own physical health and my own physical body. And the eyes don't work as good as they used to, and the limbs don't work as good as they used to. And I realize you can do something about that. You can get out and move about and stay active and all that stuff. But uh, like it or not, she's gonna slow down one of these days. Yeah. But boy, I tell you what's worse than that is when your wife says, well, I got a pain here or a pain there. What? That's rough. That's rough. I'd rather be hit in the mouth than hear something like that. I, I, listen, I'd rather be hit in the mouth than hear my little boys having aches or pains or something going wrong in the body. No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. I don't like that. But we're going to a better place where we won't have to worry about that. Amen. Boy, I tell you what, we're going to, be, we're going to have a better body and we're going to be around a better group of people. I mean, as good as these Baptists are. Amen? What are they going to be like when everything's right? Amen? Now, I can tell you firsthand from a preacher's perspective, boy, you you see people come to church and you're glad to come to church and you're glad to see them uh, once a week and you're glad to see them twice a week and and you're glad to see them three times a week and if they're only showing up once a week, boy, you say a little something about it every once in a while and if they don't show up for six months, you kind of wonder and call them and try to get them back and hope they come back and, and you start praying about their family and you pray about their mothers and you pray about their kids and, and boy, you, uh, even even... Good Christian people you kind of wonder about sometimes. Boy, I mean, if that's all you had to, ever had to worry about, that'd be all right because that's what God called us to do. But, man, you've got to lock your doors at night. You don't know who's going to come in and break in and steal this or steal that. You don't know what's going on behind your back. I, listen, I, uh, sometimes, and, and I hope nobody in this room is like this, suspicious, for, suspicious of husbands and suspicious of wives and stuff like that. But man, I tell you what, you don't know what people's doing. You don't know what they got in their mind. Listen, I can't even hardly answer my phone no more, Brother Curtis, because I don't know if that person's trying to sell me a better car insurance policy or 
or what do they call that thing? Uh, the warranty. Uh, we got a warranty for you. Well, you pay for it, okay? You pay for it. If, you, if you're so interested in me and have a better car warranty, you pay for it. Stop calling me before I hunt you down and smack you in the mouth, amen? I'm tired of it. You know, that's overreacting a little bit. Yeah, but this old body, uh, this old body overreacts to things. One of these days, my new one won't overreact, but them suckers won't be there. Them folks will be in hell, amen? Uh, I won't have to deal with them no more. We, that's what I'm trying. That's actually the point I'm trying to make. We're going to be around a better group of people. Yeah. Ain't nobody ever going to call you up on the phone trying to scam you. Amen. Amen. Listen, believe it or not, we can be that kind of people down here. We used to, we used to have a, a Christian society, whether there's all Christians or not, that remains to be seen. But this country used to have a Christian society. They wouldn't even go to work on Sunday, and they wouldn't open up the grocery store on Sunday. And I mean, you can say whether that's good or bad. You might have a different opinion about that. I, that really don't bother me. But people used to have respect for one another. Now people don't respect themselves. And listen, folks will never respect one another again till they have some respect. for. Them. And they live in a sinful life and a sinful lifestyle, and they don't dress right. They don't act right. Listen, they ain't never going to have no self-respect or respect for others. That society's gone, folks. And there ain't but one way to get it back. It's to be an example. The Bible says to be an example. We ought to be an example of that very thing. Just be the best person that you can. I'm not talking about being your best you. I'm talking about being the best neighbor. And what kind of selfish monstrosity is that to talk about in church? Be your best you. Hey, how about stop worrying about you? Start worrying about somebody else. Start praying for other people. Be your best you. You couldn't be your best you on your best day. Just do what you can for somebody else. That'll, that'll, that's the best you you'll ever be. Amen. One of these days we're going to be around a better group of people. Amen. Knock on doors won't be Jehovah's Witness. Oh, run. It's the Jehovah's Witness. No, open the door and invite them. Well, don't invite them in. Make them stand on the hot porch. Live in southeast Georgia. They come up and visit. They knock on the door, slip out. Close the door real fast so they can't get in. What you boys want to talk about, the Lord? I just happen to have my King James Bible here. Oh, we believe the King James. We'll see how much you believe it in just a second. You say, Brother Mike, ain't you worried about their souls? Well, I am, but they're not. They done give their souls over to a devil. Amen. So talk to them, witness to them. If you want to pull that on me, ain't you worried about their souls? Witness to them all you can, then send them on the way. But in heaven, ain't going to be, well, there'll be some Jehovah's Witnesses there. But it'll be like James and John and, and Paul and Peter and Moses and Noah and you and me. Ain't going to be that, that false religion crowd trying to push, push something on you. And the thing about you say, well, man, I'm always getting upset. I'm trying to preach a rose petal message and my mind just gets bent out of shape. All them fellas end up doing, listen, what them fellas end up doing is they get in there and they fool some old lady or some old man that ain't been reading their Bible and shame on them for that. But that ain't where it stops. It stops at, how about signing your will over to the church so that the the gospel of the kingdom can go on after you're gone? What kind of rascal is that? Don't don't talk to me about being hard-hearted and defending a dirty dog like that, you old rascal. Maybe we got a couple of Jehovah's Witnesses in here. Get, get mad at preacher for talking like that. How about getting mad at them rascals, amen? Amen. Amen. 
Who are these people taking up for? These people standing up in pulpits today saying, we just need the help. We don't need to grind no answers. We don't need that hard preaching. What they trying to do? How come they don't talk to Brad Pitt like that? How come they don't talk to these? Oh, forget Brad Pitt. Uh, uh, just a habit of saying that name, I guess, because everybody recognizes it. How come they don't talk about them dirty dogs on TV like that? Uh, when we get to heaven, ain't going to be no dirty. I mean, I hope they get saved. It'd be good to see some of them fellas get saved. And, but most of them will talk about Jesus because they want you to think, well, I know he said a few cuss words, and I know he's had about 10 or 12 wives, but, you know, I think we could have a little grace since he said something about Jesus. Well, it might be blasphemy to say the name of Jesus acting like they act. And I don't, I don't know if that's a sign of grace or a sign of stupidity. Do you? Huh? Now, listen, if, if somebody like uh, Enema, Eminem, if somebody like that's talking, talking about Jesus, I don't hear nothing he's got to say about Jesus. I don't want to hear nothing he says about Jesus until it, until it, until it shows up on the outside. I, I said to you the other night, that a, that a true conversion of a Christian will have results on the inside and on the outside. Amen. If he's going to talk like he talks, he don't know nothing about Jesus. Yeah, right. huh, listen, any old reprobate gets saved, what starts watching his language right away. Yeah. Listen, Brother Curtis, a man, that, a man that knows Jesus will watch his language before he watches what he drinks. Yeah. 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 Because there was something filthy on the inside that caused him to talk like that to begin with. He was never deceived about that. He talked that way because he was a filthy dog and he knew it. He was trying to get away with it. As soon as he gets saved, the Holy Spirit of God said, now stop talking like that. Stop acting like that. And when I think it, and if I was to let it soup out, I'd know it just like you would and I'd say, God, forgive me of that. Amen. Oh, this, this uh, fellow from England, he, he whooped up on the bronze bomber from over there in Alabama. I can't remember that boy's name. Tyson Fury's the, the guy's name from over there in England. And the world champion from America. World champion. You're not the world champion until you beat everybody in the world. <laughs> beat, a, beat a bunch of people in America. That don't make you the world champion. And Tyson Fury goes over there and beats that boy's brains out three times. But you know, in an interview, he say. I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, blankety blanket. The blood of Jesus washed my sins away, GD it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, if that's true, you better watch your mouth. And you know it in your heart, I believe. Amen. Oh, I be, hey, now, I gave you an example of somebody in the world doing that. But man, now preachers is beginning to use language. Huh? I've had preachers stand right here in the yard and say words I wouldn't say to my wife or kids or nobody else. Describing uh, anatomical parts and stuff like that. Whoa, I don't want to hear nothing like that. I might, oh, just have some grace. No, I ain't having no grace on it. Amen. If I wouldn't say it in front of you, don't say it in front of me. If I wouldn't talk like that in front of your wife, don't talk like that around mine. Amen. I'm talking about a better group of people. Yeah. Amen. Uh, I, I probably add a little flavor in there I didn't intend, but I get a little upset thinking about those things. Because I'm a legalist, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. I am a legalist. I tend to go overboard with things like I don't have enough grace. I don't have any understanding. Yeah. I mean, that's what fellas tell me. 
don't have no understanding. That fellow up in North Carolina, you don't have no, I said, this depression stuff, I said it's conviction. It sounds just like conviction to me. Yeah. It sounds like you under Holy Ghost conviction. Yeah. Yeah. And that fellow says, well, you just don't have no understanding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got better understanding than use other Bibles in my pulpit. I got better understanding than to take Baptists off the name of my church, even if I even if I do know most Baptists are just as crazy as anybody else. Amen. I got I got more understanding than that. Amen. I got better understanding than to let my boy get on the internet and talk like a faggot, and then all over all over the world put down everything I ever stood for in my life. Got better understanding than that, huh? And so don't talk to me about how much understanding. I, I got some understanding. I understand you, a charlatan, have been all along. Yeah, Who are you talking to, Brother Mike? I'm talking to them. They're listening. If this, if this message goes out over the Internet, which it is going out on, going out on Sermon Audio, they'll, they'll take it and they'll clip it down. They'll try to make me look bad, and they're just getting my message out. And tonight they'll understand I'm still calling them homosexuals because they're talking like it. That old man said, did you call my boy a homosexual? I said, yes. He said, well, I'd appreciate it if you'd stop doing that. I said, tell him to stop talking like a homosexual then. I said, hey, mister, I would have never said nothing about y'all. I would have never, but y'all started this. Y'all started clipping these videos like little Democrats and putting them all over the place trying to break down this old-time religion. After you made a living off of old-time religion your whole life, it makes you a liar and it makes your son a little sissy homosexual, whatever he is. I mean, you tell him to stop and I'll stop. Till then, I'm going to keep going. Amen. Brother Mike always in a fight. One of these days, we'll be around better people. We won't have to fight no more. Amen? Amen. But, but listen, till the day Paul died, he said, I fought a good fight. Yes, and let me tell you, we can add that to the list. It, this right here is a better fight. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Now listen, if, 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 if them fellas would come right face to face and talk to me like a man... We're getting a sure enough fight and black their eyes. Then they could send me to jail. Yeah. Amen. But that's not the kind of fight we fight. And we're standing up for the truth. We stand up for the book. That book still says the same thing it did when John Wesley was a preacher and he was calling it out left and right. It still says the same thing that, that, that it said when George Whitfield was a preacher and we still calling it out just like it was back then. It says the same thing that it did when Martin Luther uh, was standing against the Catholics back in the day. It still says the same thing today. It says the same thing that it said when John the Baptist was calling them down off the riverside saying, you better get down here, you old devil. Matter of fact, who even invited you here, you old devil? Get out from here. It ain't never changed. It ain't never going to change. Old time religion is going to be a fight. Listen, you can call it new time religion. You can call, you can call it whatever you want to. But if it comes out of that book right there, it's going to be a fight. It's going to be a fight against the world, the flesh, and the devil. And every once in a while, it's going to be a fight against people trying to make you shut up. They call you mean, call me mean all you want to. When we get to heaven, we're going to be nice to one another if you're there. Amen. Isn't it good? God's going to take some of our enemies that are saved and make them into good people. Hey, and somewhere, somewhere, there's somebody looking at me the same way, and they're thinking, Brother Mike be a good old fellow when he gets to heaven. And that's true. True as it can be. It wouldn't take a, it wouldn't take a rocket scientist to figure out some of my flaws. I ain't never said I didn't have no flaws. I just said I ain't going to stand by. And, I ain't going to stand by. I ain't going to stand by. After these fellas took offerings 
from Rayton Puckett and Carl Lackey, huh, and Harold Seitler. I ain't going to stand by after Rayton Puckett sent somebody to college so they could be a missionary, and then they changed their mind because they thought maybe evangelism might be a little bit better, or a pastor might be a little bit better, and spent their whole life making money off of independent fundamental Baptists, and then turn around when you get old enough that can't nobody break you no more, and can't nobody take nothing away from you no more, then you start saying everything they ever stood for was wrong. I don't have to stand around and take that. Amen. Because this is a better fight. This is a better fight. Amen. Amen. And they some sound pretty good, and they devils too. But we're not going to preach about them tonight. Amen. We're talking about better things, not worse. We're talking about better preachers, not worse preachers. Amen. Better move on. Better group of people. Man, we're going to have a time. Amen. So, some independent Baptists are going to be able to uh, have a good time with Southern Baptists. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, they, there's a few Calvinists in heaven too. Amen. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> just a few. <laughs> just, just a real few. Amen. Hey, when I get to heaven, I'm going to go hug old Ian Paisley's neck because I love him. Yeah. He's Calvinist as the day is long. Well, I don't know if I believe that or not, man. He sure does preach like a regular old uh, gospel-believing fella. But I love him nonetheless. Martin Lloyd-Jones, pretty smart. Pretty smart. He might have been too smart for his own good. I sure did like to hear him preach, though. I sure do. Anybody that says leave the King James Bible alone and they got a college education, I believe that's a pretty good fella. Even if he is messed up on his doctrine a little bit. Amen? But I tell you what, there's going to be some good people up there. And some people you can't even get along with down here, you'll be able to get along with them in heaven. Uh, who knows? Some of you husbands and wives might even be able to get along once you get to heaven. Amen. Good people. You, don't, you wouldn't think God could make a good fella out of your husband, would you? But he sure can. He can do it. Amen? Or your wife. Amen? Boy, won't it be good when you get to heaven? She ain't going to nag you no more. Huh? Now these fellas hiding their, hiding their face now. When you get to heaven, you're going to be a man. Huh? Well, some of these fellas going to get to heaven, they're going to say, Dear wife, I'm going to tell you what I've been thinking all these years. <laughs> and she'll say, Go ahead, darling. You deserve it after all them years of me telling you what to do. <laughs> Oh, won't that be a wonderful time, husbands and wives, get to heaven and get along with one another. And she'll say, I was married to a good fellow. I mean, once they know all and see all, I mean, just like it is, they go, like, man, I was married to a wonderful fellow after all. I was just too rebellious to see it back then. <laughs> Amen. Ain't no female treasurer's going to try to run the church no more, huh? I've, I've been waiting all week to get on to you. Boy, I tell you what. Uh, let the preacher run the church, okay? <laughs> I told her I was going to do that on Monday, but she forgot about it. Amen. Boy, I tell you what, we're going to have a time. Hey, see what I just did right there? In some churches, that had caused a church split. Hey, we got, some, we got some better people right here, don't we? We sure do. We sure do. And boy, I, listen, I'll tell you what. There's a lot of churches this day and time. You've got to walk a tightrope on these social issues. Because they, listen, a lot of Christians have been educated by, they, listen, they think they listen to Fox News and all that stuff, but all they listen to a bunch of moderates trying to drag them over here. That's all that junk is. That's all it'll ever be. And for all, for, for all the popularity that right-wing conservative media has, they sure are dragging a bunch of people towards the middle, aren't they? If you said faggot, half of the Baptists would pass out. 
Why? That's what they are. That's what they've always been. Oh, this is the New Testament. Romans chapter 1 says they still were the death. Now, that don't give you the right to go kill them. That's not your business. It's not the Christian. We, listen, the Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. We're not going to use, but we still gonna, we're not going to use weapons to force our way. We never have. That's always been the government. That's always been the Catholics. Not Christians. But I tell you what, won't be none in heaven. Won't be, be better people up there. Amen. Be a better neighborhood. There ain't going to be no Jacksonvilles. No Jacksonvilles in heaven. Amen. I'm not sure if they'll let the mayor of Jacksonville get in either. Huh? None of that. Better group of people makes a better neighborhood, don't it? No locking doors. I, I don't, listen, the mansions ain't even going to have no locks on them. Amen. There's a, no Philadelphia's going to be, I mean, maybe the Philadelphia that's in the Bible, but that ain't the Philadelphia that we got up here. The city of brotherly love ain't got no brotherly love. You walk down the street, listen, you go home, look it up. Well, I wouldn't advise that you do that because I don't even want you to see that mess. But you go to Kensington Avenue in Philadelphia and there'll be people standing right there on the corner. Listen, they'll walk up with the drugs, they'll sell it to the man. Cops standing right there on the corner. They'll walk up and sell it to him right in front of him. He'll pop it loose and stick it in his arm right in front of the cop. And he'll stand there like this for the next 20 minutes. And all the cop's doing is standing there so he can call the EMS when that fellow falls out dead in the street. Somebody messed up somewhere. Somebody messed up somewhere trying not to offend nobody. And listen, I don't want to offend nobody. But listen, if me stepping out and saying, stop living that way. Stop living that way. If that's offensive to you, you've got your mind messed up somewhere. Only person that cares about you trying to help you and you want to go ahead and do that. That's, but listen, just a, a, you know how that started? By just giving a little bit at a time saying, well, we need to understand. What's not to understand? People have been drinking themselves to death since the dawn of time. Boy, I'm so thankful they won't be no. I'm so thankful there'll be better neighborhoods in heaven. Thankful about that. Thank, just let me, <laughs> This is a metaphor I know. Just turn your kids loose and let them wander all over the place. Just all over heaven, not even worry about it. I kind of grew up that way. My mama turned us loose and we wandered all day. I could go as far as I wanted to through the woods and do just about anything. There's not much trouble to get into in the woods. But I could wander as far and cross the creek three or four times and do everything I wanted to do as long as I got home by dark. My mama didn't have to worry about no creeps. No weirdos. Amen. Now, this people can think, these people think they can come, out, come up with the grand society and all this stuff they want to, but there's only one grand society and we're heading for it. Hey, don't lose hope and don't despair. One of these days we're going to heaven. It'll be right, it'll be right over there, amen. A better neighborhood, a better environment. We're going to have a better environment. Of, I'm not going to spend long on this. But uh, as, as, listen, I think this is a great world we live in. I think God get a, did a good job when he built this planet. And he put trees down here and catfish. Amen. And gators, which we would never touch. Amen. And put deers down here. Amen. And then put us down here and gave a shotgun. The, like the, the, the sixth day at noon, God created shotguns. Amen. 
Amen. Adam's sons, uh, 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 Cain and Abel and uh, John Browning. Amen. Amen. This is a wonderful place. This is a wonderful place. It really is. Uh, Listen, ain't no Chevrolet Tahoe going to hurt this planet. I can tell you. Listen, imagine the audacity of a government that goes out in the desert and lets off a neutron bomb like every day for a week and tests them on a regular basis and then shoot stuff up in the clouds to try to change the weather and all the junk that they do to this planet and then get on to you for buying a Tahoe. Uh, Every one of them people ought to be in jail. Anybody, anybody that's ever said we need to look out for the planet ought to be in jail. Last time I checked, that was God's business. Amen. God's going to let us use it for a little while. Then he's going to burn it to a cinder and make a new one. What in the world are we trying to save it for? That's like trying to tell me to save Coca-Colas when the grocery store got a whole stack of them down there. Why save them? Drink them all. Amen. You say, well, Brother Mike, you ain't in the glorified body yet. Well, I'm living by faith. Amen. (laughs) I live by faith, but I do worry a little little every once in a while. But, amen. Don't talk to me about that while I'm doing. Amen. Talk to me me about it when I'm worrying. Amen. A better environment. Uh, And I think that's something good to look forward to when there's the Appalachian Mountains and the St. Mary's River and the, and the Lovell's Creek. Where I, listen, when I was a boy, we moved three or four different times, but we never did get more than a mile from the Lovell's Creek. Grew up around it all my life. And didn't catch much more in that creek than an old sucker fish every once in a while. All the trout had been caught out of it. They didn't stock that creek, but I played there. Yeah. Love it. Wonderful place to be. Wonderful place to be. Could go to Kibler Valley if I wanted to catch some rainbow trout. How wonderful is that? And as good as this place is and as much fun as there is to have down here, one of these days God's going to make it even better. Yeah. Hey, one of these days the desert's going to bloom like a rose. Well, I tell you what, that'll be a wonderful place. I hope there's catfish there. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And poor Jews, God, God wouldn't even, you know, God was being hard on them Jews, amen. <laughs> Y'all can't eat no catfish. Boy, I tell you what, ain't no, ain't no, ain't no wonder why they were so rebellious. Wouldn't let them eat shrimp or Catfish or nothing else. <laughs> oh, I'll get called out for that, but you know I was just playing. Amen. God's going to build us a better world one of these days. Amen. So use this one. Don't feel bad because you're driving an SUV. God made this planet. When God, listen, when, when, when uh, Henry Ford come along and made a Model A, that didn't take God by surprise. He built it so he could stand up to some of this stuff. And it don't have to last much longer anyway. Amen. Just about a little over a thousand years all this planet's got left. Amen. So don't worry about it. Amen. Just leave your car running all night every night if you can afford the gas to do it just to make a mad. Amen. Better environment. And then last of all, let me say this. We're going to have a better king. Amen. Ain't you glad that Jesus ain't never going to step out to address the nation and stand there like, What in the world is that clown doing? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Listen, 
Joe Biden is the only president that will never have to worry about being assassinated because there ain't nobody in the right mind would attack an old senile grandpa like that. As wicked as this world is, as wicked as this world is, they, people just ain't got that bad yet. Uh, did, did you know that when, when we get raptured out of here, the Bible says that the church is the bride of Christ. When Jesus steps out to address the, to address the world, he ain't never going to slip up and call his bride Michael. Uh, uh, some of you have been watching the news, haven't you? Uh, listen, when a fellow like Barack Obama talks about his wife and accidentally calls him Michael a couple of times, there's something to that. Huh? And what kind of a mixed up world do we live in when something like that goes on anyway? But there it is. There it is. I mean, ain't nobody ever looked at Michelle Obama and thought she was a woman no way. Huh? Lord have mercy. There is no, listen, you couldn't, you couldn't shock me telling me nothing about the men that, that uh, run this world now. Huh? You get these, uh, and don't, don't, don't fool yourself and think these actors and actresses not in on this stuff. Huh? Listen, you see these actors making millions of dollars shooting their guns and stuff? They're the very ones working behind the scenes and donating their money to get rid of those guns. They're, listen, they're trying to make those movies so they're so violent that people finally wake up and go, look how dangerous that gun is. And now, now listen, every new movie that comes out that's full of violence, the actors themselves are telling you, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad. And then they shoot five people. Guns are so bad. Now that's what it's come to. But listen, don't, don't, don't fool yourself and think these actors and actresses, but man, listen, these actors, they're so cool and they're so smooth, but that's just smoke and mirrors. You don't see them behind closed doors. Listen, when, uh, when they arrested that Epstein dude for uh, running that child pornography junk out there, they had to kill that fella just as quick as they possibly could. Committed suicide. All the Clintons... Uh, all the Clinton's associates end up committing suicide. They must be the worst people in the world. All their friends killing themselves. Do you believe that? Are you stupid enough to believe that? When they was governors, their friends was killing themselves. When, when, when she's a secretary of, of state or whatever she was, God help us, her, their friends was killing themselves. Walking home from work, listen, walking home from work, in the middle of the night, commit suicide before you get home. No, sir. No, sir. That ain't the way it happens. No, sir. Government, government agents and government employees walking home in the middle of the night and getting mugged and killed. That ain't the way they do stuff. They don't do stuff like that. No, sir. What we're doing is we're, listen, these great movie stars put on such a good act and everybody thinks, man, that's the greatest guy there ever was. That's the prettiest woman there ever was. And behind closed doors, they're doing every rotten thing that, yeah. under the sun. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. You can't even talk about it. I ain't even going to talk about it because I don't like to talk about that stuff. But it involves children and everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Homosexuality and every other thing. Yeah. 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 And uh, they come out and said, uh, Oh, well, this man, he treated me wrong because he made me do this in order to get in the movie. But, hey, you said yes. Yeah. 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 
Have you ever heard the saying, there's no harm in asking? If somebody asks you to do something, you can say no. But if you're going to trade yourself like that in order to make a movie, that makes you a prostitute. Don't make him a bad guy. I mean, he is a bad guy, but that didn't make him a bad guy. But you're a bad person too. Well, he forced me to do it. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. They, they made the proposition. You said yes. They call that prostitution where I'm from. Me too. Me too, me I. We live in a crooked world. But we're heading to a place where there's the, uh, the king of, not just the king, but the king of kings. And he's not ever going to have one scandal. Uh, here's, the point, here's the point of this point. He's never going to pull one over on us. He's never going to use my tax money for his benefit. If a man lay down his life for you, you ain't got to worry about whether he's trying to take your Social Security money and spend it on Ukraine. Huh? Oh, in just about eight years, Social Security is going to be gone. What are you going to do? What are you, we're going to have to raise the age limit. Hey, how about keeping some of that money here? How about not sending any of our money anywhere? Huh? Well, we've got to help the world. Who said? Huh? I mean, we liberated the French. Isn't that, hadn't we gone far enough? Huh? We did it twice. We went way too far than we should have had. Uh, they helped us out in the Revolutionary War. We got them back World War I and World War II. We're even. Y'all on your own with that junk y'all call a government over there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fellers wearing face paint and oh, I'm a little skeptical of that. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Is, I mean, but you ain't never going to have to worry about that with the Lord. He's not going to take something that benefits you and send it off somewhere else and then tell you you broke. Yeah. Huh? Mm. Amen. Oh, you've got to give more of your money because we've got all these hungry kids. We'll bring some of that money back from Indonesia. Sometime you ought to go home and look up all the countries that this country sends money to. That goes, listen, it's for this or that on paper, but what it comes down to is it lines up the pockets of those politicians over there. And they'll send tons and tons of food to Africa. Them folks don't want food. I'm talking about the governors of that place. They'll let the food sit there on the, on the, on the, on the, on the port, in, port of entry and rot. They don't care about that. They don't care about their people. Yeah. Uh, the, the American politicians don't care about people. The, the politicians of the world don't care about people. In Africa, they don't care about people. In Europe, they don't care about people. But one of these days, we're going to live under a sovereign king. That cares so much about us that he laid down his life for us. And everything he ever does will be right. And everything he ever says will be right. And everything he ever commands to be done will be right. And then he's going to take, for some people, he's going to take a little crown, put it on their head and say, you be in charge of this over here. Come down and say, King Howard, you take care of this over here. The big deal, King Dylan, you take care of Folston, okay? You be the king of Folston, all right? <laughs> Lord, could I have another? <laughs> Amen. Amen. But whatever he does, it'll be right. Maybe I belabored that point a little bit much, but I'm here to tell you we've got better things to look Amen. forward to. Yes, and you can shout about that. You can get happy about that if you will. Or you can just stay down in the dumps about how bad things, the Bible told you things was going to work out bad. You ought not be surprised about that. Oh, how did it get so bad all of a sudden? Well, the Bible told you it was going to go that way. Yeah. You shouldn't have been surprised. Now, I know what it is. 
You thought you were such a good Christian that it wasn't going to come to your neighborhood. But you ain't been that good of a Christian. But one of these days, God will change that for you too. Amen. I mean, you could work on it between now and then, but one of these days, God's going to change it. And me too. And me too. I could say that just as plainly about myself. Son, you need to do better. But quite frankly, most of the time, I'm too lazy to do better. But I am saved. And I'm not saying it's going to be just, it's not just something flippant to think of, but one day God's going to make me better. And I'm going to see clearly. And if I think I'm rotten now, one of these days when God helps me see better, I'm going to see a lot more I could have done. But we can decide right now if things are going to be so much better for us, maybe we could sit down and maybe we could get on an altar and maybe we could pray and ask God, what can I do? Can I do a little bit more now so that the revelation of what I could have been isn't quite as hard to bear? When God helps me to see how things really are and how I really was. Couldn't we do that? Brother Nathan, you want to play or you want to come up here? Let's get around an altar tonight and think about, thank God for how good he's been to us and how good he's going to be to us in the future. And Maybe, just maybe, we can do a little bit better with our Christian lives between now and then. I don't know how long it's going to be. I'm not some kind of prophet that can tell you when the Lord's coming back. But I can tell you this, he is coming back. And he is worthy for us to serve him just a little bit better than we have been. And if we could add one point to this message and talk about us being better Christians till he comes, boy, that'd be a wonderful thing, wouldn't it? Sure would be a wonderful thing. God help me to do that. God help me to do that.